0: We're seeing this gambit of a ranger force coming in but really actually what that is and this is where I need everybody to pay attention and what we're looking at is we're going to take not just the Royal Marines but the paras, the SAS, the SBS, all of the frontline regiments and they're going to be unified into what Sir Stephen described as one force. It's a one force concept.
1: hello dave and uh, what have you got for me this week and um it's the face of the royal marines
0: changing for the better or, or worse very good morning chris and uh, a, a big shout out to all the fellow bootnecks and frontline um, units there um, well what we've 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 sort of rounded um, yesterday with the revelations at defense committee and of course we've had this Uh, integrated review finally being released in its full but of course what they've done over the previous few months is this stuff keeps being drifted out in little snippets just as if it's like a softening up exercise so there's 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 two there's several things happening all in the same time frame so if we go with let's let's go with the Royal Marines and Stonehouse and and that so we've got Uh, the, the same MO of drifting this stuff out in the press, that they want to shut Stonehouse. So that's the cultural center of the Royal Marines. And we're seeing this gambit of a ranger force coming in, but really actually what that is, and this is where I need everybody to pay attention. The concept for this unification of our military was articulated by the Permanent Secretary back in 2015, 2016, Sir Stephen Lovegrove, who's the government's principal civilian defense advisor, and he basically runs the MOD. Now, he is now the head of national security. He's taken over from David Frost, who did the Brexit negotiations. And what we're looking at is we're going to take not just the Royal Marines, but the paras, the SAS, the SBS, all of the frontline regiments, and they're going to be unified into what Sir Stephen described as one force. It's a one force concept. So all of you guys that were uh, bootnecks need to realize that your entire regiment and the core is under absolute threat of being um, finished and turned into a new brand of something else. And you'll lose all that culture, all that history, all the, the traditions. Uh, all of what it means to be a Royal Marine or a paratrooper or a member of the SAS. So all of that stuff is going to be unified. This is the key terminology we all need to get to groups with, unified into one force. And that unification concept is exactly the same as what the EU are doing. They want to unify everybody's military in Europe into one force. So it's the two are in parallel. OK, so the same concept, the same systems. So. That's shutting Stonehouse, of course, makes it very easy to rebrand. And they're already drifting in that you're going to be called Rangers, you know, and, and, and what we'll steadily see is this loss of um, this loss of uh, the identity, the brand. And that goes for all of you. Right. So we've got this one force concept. So it's, you know, we want to u- it. So it's unification of all of Britain's military. We've kind of turned the corner now yesterday into this new phase with the Defence Review that's been published. And of course, they, um, they've, they've had two former Chiefs of Defence staff yesterday present at Defence Committee. And this, for anybody that didn't watch, um, it went on for a few hours, but I've, I want to sum it up, come in on a couple of key points that were sort of brought out there by, so there's two former Chiefs of Defence staff. So first things first is Tobias Elwood, who's, a, who's an ex-military man himself, crossed over into Parliament and political, but he framed it as the two Ronnies. Uh, And I've got to say, guys, there was a lot of giggling going on for something that's a deadly serious subject. Mm. So that was the first thing that I picked up on. It all seemed to be very comedic, very amusing. And this isn't really a very amusing, if we want to get to the the truth of it, this isn't very funny at all, because all of the stuff that we've seen over the few months about cuts, which are actually unification process of 10,000 troops being taken out, And lots of kit and hardware, Hercules is uh, the Type 23 frigates and um, the tanks and the armoured stuff, the Challengers are going. So all this stuff we've seen being drifted out. But the point, the point that come across, particularly from uh, General Sir David Richards and uh, General Sir Nick Horton, was that they stated we cannot un- they went through the minutiae of all what was going on in the co- in the command paper which ben wallace released yesterday they said that we couldn't see the intent of the review some of it they thought was okay some of it they thought was understandable but the basis was as two former chiefs of defense staff they couldn't see the intent the strategic vision of the review all right now from from my uh, point of view and i've been on this for quite some years now all right. It's very clear to me that the intent is to unify the military. All right. So we're seeing that in, in literally in tandem with the review being released, this unification into the Rangers or whatever they're going to call it. But what they're intending to do is to take all those frontline regiments and make one one force, as Stephen Lovegrove calls it. All right. So he's the guy with the script. He's the guy with the agenda. Ben Wallace and all these other Wallers, like James Heafy and Johnny Mercer, they're just the rubber stamps. Tony Blair took all the power off them back it went under his term, as long with the officers. And those ministers are just rubber stamping. Now, there's a good example of this, because Colonel Kemp got James Heafy to engage on Twitter, Richard Kemp, um, uh, yesterday. And it was quite extraordinary, because what it revealed was this, you know, a time-served really good, upstanding officer like Richard Kemp, who knows exactly what the score is. And he's all over this uh, European Defence Union because he's working with uh, Julian Thompson, uh, uh, who led the brigade in the Falklands. So, and he got uh, Heafy to open up and it became really ragged. It could see that the guy just didn't know what the hell he was on about, you know. And we've come back today and I'm just going to read you from what he's put out on Twitter. We need armed forces designed and equipped and based on the threats we face, not bent out of shape by outdated, but still politically totemic numbers. Today's defense paper makes tough choices, but they're the right ones as we prepare to keep the UK safe in decades ahead. That I believe I, there's no way has written that that's come from the permanent secretary or, or at least somebody around it. Now, Let's go back to Defence Committee with two former Chiefs of Defence staff. They both said, apart from not knowing the intent of the review, i.e. the destination, which I believe is Defence Union, that they both said we would be very vulnerable for 10 years as a result of what they've just done. They've took out these platforms and this capability and and more uh, reductions in fighting capability, on the gambit of going with a digital uh, six-generation system, which anchors off Skynet, a satellite uh, a constellation, which will run the digital systems, uh, the defence systems that are going to come in. So, as I said, we're putting more money in, all right, which was a big political, you know, a political move by uh, Boris and Co in the cabinet. But really they're not, because what we've seen is all that, you know, all that stuff that was there, 10,000 uh, personnel, the frigates, uh, oh, a lot of aircraft as well are going, there. some of the typhoons are out. Um, so we're seeing these reduction in, in equipment at the same time as having what they call a gap, but it isn't, it's not really a gap. I think they use that word so people don't get alerted to what's going on on a, on a supernational level. It's a gap at a national level, but it's not at a super level because the other thing that Richards and Horton, they did slightly drift into the Euro, uh, European area by saying continually that there would be a reliance on the, the Euro-Atlantic um, uh, sort of gambit. But they couldn't go the full hog and use the magic words of European Defence Union for fear that everybody would start to go, what's up? You know what the hell's that hang on because obviously the majority of the general public in britain don't know about this i'm thinking there's still a lot of vets friends and family that are still not aware of it and actually where the destination is going so you've got him talking this complete tosh as the minister and the two generals and i'm happy to go with what they've said you know we'll be vulnerable for 10 years i think that's correct i think we're very vulnerable now but uh, they were critical of the carrier groups going into the South China Sea. They thought that might not be a good idea because we've got this contradiction in the paper that we want to cooperate with China on the one hand but challenge on another. Well, let's, let's be frank about this. There's absolutely nothing militarily that, that, that Britain on its own could do to, to do anything to do with challenging China on, on, on that basis. That's a complete nonsense. Maybe if you had an entire unified force of Europe and America, that might come close. But I think that's where they're going with it. But on a national perspective, I think they were the generals were woeful with the way that they were articulating what was going on. But I've got to say, for me, I found it very, very uncomfortable that they were continually giggling through the whole of the session mm. and finding it like it was some sort of, I don't know, like it was, as, as Tobias framed it, as the two Ronnies. It was like, what? Sorry, hang on a minute. I don't think this is funny because, you know, you guys at the other end there have seen the sharp end of this stuff, um, particularly when it goes wrong and when there are casualties.
1: Yes. David, just want to come in here and, and, um, for, for, for our friends at home watching that might be kind of listening to this thinking, sorry, I'm not quite following it. Can I just kind of paint the picture and then you can come back in and tell me, you know, uh, yeah, great. Do it. If, if I'm right. So Dave's talking about this European defense. Fall. So if you're not aware this to all intents and purposes, from what I understand, it's going ahead. So we opted Uh, as the uk to come out of brexit to come out of europe and despite that our military has been sold to europe will now be under the control of of brussels along with all of the um the industrial complex or making the ships making the armaments all this sort of stuff it will be out of out of uh, the uk's hands so that will probably come as a surprise to those of you that didn't see our first podcast. And this is going ahead. This is this is happening. We've now got this situation so that the article in the paper was Plymouth base Royal Marines to be forged into new commando force. If I had to just off the top of my head, suggest what's going on. I would say that, you, you know, we've all well, I was going to say we've all read 1984, right? the work of uh fiction that's just incredibly come true in almost every um you know way shape and forms the point that what they're doing to our kids now in the schools and in stuff that's happening in the you know when you look out the window i think you all know what i'm referring to it's just frightening um it's complete loss of the freedoms and liberties that my oppos my uh Colleagues through history, and and you know our relatives to all of us have uh, laid down their lives for. And in a- 1984, he talks about having these three super states: is it East Asia, um, Oceania, and 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 or Eurasia or something? Isn't yeah. it? Do, do, do doesn't matter, right? Permanently in a constant state of war simply just to terrify the planet and keep out keep the the proletariat in 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 their place and in order to achieve this and again i wouldn't refer to a work of fiction except for the fact it's come true we now have thought police you know we now have uh, kids being encouraged to shop for their parents you know i think i think you you we're all on the same wavelength hopefully So in order to have uh, sort of the European state against the East, or whether that be Russia and China or or, or, or whatever whatever that these sociopaths are sculpting, they need to lose the identity of the, not just the individuals in the countries, but the, the armed forces. This is why I would hazard a guess, Dave, I mean, you know, who am I to know? That they want this European defence force. Um, they've got to come up with sort of a, um, a an equally spread defence force across the countries of Europe, because it can't be that uh, you know France have X amount of thousand troops and yet Britain dominates them and has the best special forces and the this and that 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 identity's got to be erased, hence the fact um going back to what Dave said is that they they're combining forces now. It it's a bit like soon we're gonna start hearing words like super soldier and 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 it, it it it's all almost sort of predictable. Yeah. Um so I, I would say that's what's happening, Dave. Do you want to come back in and tell me, am I sort of in the right ballpark? Yeah,
0: You're, 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 you're right on it, Chris. So what, what we're dealing with is a, a long-standing objective to unify all of the military in Europe, okay? Yes. It's a process of unification and what they want to end up with is defence union. So if you think, you know, what are the parallels that have happened in, in, in our modern sort of European time, right? So all this has sort of happened post Maggie Thatcher, uh, who said no to European Defence Union. She was, if you remember, we had the massive defence cuts, where John Not said that he wanted to rebalance, another word that was just used yesterday in Defence Committee, we need balance in the armed services. So that's an old one, they've tried mm-hmm. that one before. So that review came out, and I'm pretty certain Maggie didn't know about Defence Union in 1981.
1: can you just speak up a bit mate I just worry we're going to lose the audio
0: I think that by the time she got to the Falklands and uh Admiral Henry Leach and the others that that pushed that through she started to become aware that there was something going on it surfaced in 84 when she was openly asked for it at a conference in Fontainebleau by Jack Delors I we this is the new way we're going to run Europe we're going to have currency union you're gonna lose your national veto in all of these areas, and we want Defence Union. She was openly asked for it, and she famously come back with a no, no, no speech. It was three no's. One for the no to the euro, the unification of the currency, losing the veto, i.e. the government saying that we're still a government, we're not gonna do that, and then the third one was Defence Union. So that now is coming to pass. Tony Blair initiated Defence Union in 2000 with Jack Chirac, mm-hmm and it was deep and silent. It remained deep and silent, apart from the fact that one of the people that was involved with actually getting it going was General Sir David Richards, who just presented at Defence Committee. Okay, So European Defence Union, what is that? We want to unify all of the military, defence and security services in the EU zone to single point command and control of all of it from Brussels. You opt into this, you hand over consent to command to the president of the EU, uh, Ursula von der Leyen. Now, she wants one single European defence contractor. They want to unify all of the industry. So they will take capital and operational budgets for all of the defence services. That's the ultimate objective. Ursula wants this fully operational by 2025. Make a note of that date because I keep seeing it pop up everywhere. Even in our own British defense uh, sort of data points, that date keeps coming back up. So they want all of the industry unified on the pan-EU basis so they can produce in a very much a Soviet type approach. Um, And this is where this one force comes in that Lovegrove is talking about. So Stephen Lovegrove is effectively the one with the script in the MOD and he's an ex-deutsche banker. Now, where we're coming into the how this affects this is this process is happening because they've already just told everyone the script for the Royal Marines with this article that came out that's precipitated this that we're doing now. They want to unify our frontline hardcore fighting units into one force. And they're going to call it the Rangers, So it's yeah. Well, that's okay. But it's one force, okay? So bear that in mind. So anybody that's a bootneck or a para or SAS that's got some pride in all of that, you're going to be rebranded. That old brand is going, okay? So I know, because my dad was a bootneck, what he would have said to that gambit. And I'm pretty much convinced that the majority of everybody that's served will have the same opinion. They just need to know what's going on. So, the new defense system that they're going to go to is a digital, they're calling it, it's got a spine and whatnot, but it's anchored off this OneWeb system. So, OneWeb is an Indian company that's owned by Mittal, and he's uh, openly sort of okay with Huawei. We're one click from Huawei with the rest of his business empire with what he's doing with communications and 5G over there in India and that part of the world. Now the system will be operated. So it's a conglomerate of satellites and it's gonna run the sixth generation fighting uh, systems. You know, all this is hypothetical because it's not fully made it yet, of course but we've just got rid of the kit that did work. Okay, all that's gone or going and it's gonna be operated by Airbus Defence, which is the EU. Okay, so the payment vehicle for Defence Union or the British uh, uh, part of it was established in the future deal that Boris signed. And there's there's money involved with that. It's called Future Horizon Europe. And they're quite substantial sums of money initially already committed to that. So the payment vehicle is there to do this. And it's all running along on rails. Now, what this operating system is going to do is it's going to allow... Uh, you know, a space-based governed system for all of this automated kit. So there'll be some manned, some unmanned. All this new new equipment will be coming in from God knows where. I don't know where the innovation and the manufacturer is gonna be done, but let's say that the EU will want to take control of it because it wants control of the money and the budget. That's the key objective. Get control of that and we then unify the military as a matter of course, as soon as the kit is issued because it will be issued from the EU. And as soon as they do that, the active defence union takes place. So that concerns everyone because there's tax, there's conscription. We've got loads of German ministers already talking about conscription in Europe already. They've already said that they want to go into the Sahel. And of course, that's where we know China is going with the Belt and Road. The, you know, the, the superpower competition is already happening. It's been happening there for quite some time. Can you
1: just briefly, for, for our friends at home, explain explain the, the, the Belt and Road. It's something my guest, Mike McCarthy, talks about, all, you know. Yeah, quite it's,
0: it's the old Silk Road. It's obviously, you know, ancient. It's the Silk Road that goes from China all the way through uh, Asia, Arabia, and into Africa. Big trade route. Well, what they want to do now is is take that one step further into the modern modern era interesting i caught uh, a snippet of david cameron who was involved with funding for the chinese belt and road when he resigned uh, post-brexit so there's a massive infrastructure program going there where they want to go into you know china basically wants to go through arabia and i think some of this overlaps with the iranian issue superpower competition And we end up in Africa with all this, because my understanding is is it's the resources that are in Africa and they're anticipating the weather changes, which are going to turn the Sahel into a breadbasket. And the Chinese are already on top of it and the investments going in there and they're already conducting hybrid proxy warfare already. So that's why, you know, that's why we're getting all of this, you know, happening now. If there's some, you know, I mean, this defence union plan is a very old plan. It's not new. It's not something that come up, you know, uh, uh, at Brexit. Brexit was the change point because obviously there's no veto. Maggie had a veto to this. She retained the veto. The new structure, no veto. No one can say no. And for all the Royal Marines out there, this is the one thing. When I first spoke to Major General Julian Thompson, Royal Marine, on this, Back in 2015, 16. This is gambit was well well, how's anybody gonna say no, David? Mm. No one can say no. Dave, can
1: I can I can I just come in here because I don't wanna I'm sorry, for friends home, if you're wondering why I'm looking here, I'm not being rude to my guest. It's just I've got this the other screen up. Um, because I'm trying to make sense of this as probably as as much as you all are. David, can I, I I just wanna point pick out these points which for me, they're all kind of what I would call red flags. Um, the first is about the Stonehouse, Plymouth-based Royal Marines to be forged into new commando force. This is on Plymouth Live. And um, they're going to, the, the the guys from Stonehouse will join the guys from Bickley, so that's 4-2 commando, to make this future commando force, which just sounds dodgy, it just sounds Orwellian, <laughs> or some sort of new speaking in, in, in itself. Yeah. Um, but the, the thing that really stuck out in my mind here is where it... Oh, yeah. Uh, to preempt... It will mean forces spending more time deployed overseas, either on operations or training, to support allies... And to preempt and deter hostile powers such as russia i'm so freaking terrified in my bed that those horrible russians are, are, are you know are, are going to come and bum me um it it it, it it's just it it's, fe- it's fear play isn't it, it it's yeah the, the, it sorry, is I, I, I i just wanted to continue because on the next article was it was in the sun it's the fear play that East and the West, the Orwellian superstates played off against each other. You're not going to find a horrible, well, you, you, I'm sure you can find some horrible Russians, but having traveled to, I think, over 85 countries, I, I just always have to disagree with this narrative. I've no doubt the sociopaths that um, control the planet. Uh, have have got plans for us all the ones that control russia and europe and the united states um but this issue this article in the sun dave is strike squad of just notice that i put emphasis on the word just 100 brit marines smashed 1500 yanks in a war games drill and no this isn't about Bigging up our egos over our American brothers and sisters. This is about um, the wordplay that's going on here. Just 100 Brit Marines. So this downsizing that we don't need this huge force in the future. We just need this smaller one. Um, Going back to what Dave was saying to to fit into our role in the new European um, Defence Force. The shock victory has revolutionised military thinking. Really? Um, I, I think that's absolute tosh, Chris. Oh, it, it's... you. I, I'm just hoping our friends, at, uh, many of our friends can see what's being done here. Yeah, you've
0: been... You know, I mean, it's like the psychological warfare, isn't it? You know, But I, I suppose this goes hand in glove with the hybrid warfare. I, I'm
1: just going to continue, Dave. I'm sorry, I really hate talking over Thank my God. guests, but I, I just don't want to conventional tactics suggest they would have needed to heavily outnumber the defending Americans so again oh no we need to be smaller now right um uh, it's talking about all the tech they use drones and all this sort of thing i mean that is true the 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 nature of warfare is obviously going to change it's not going to be the old sort of trench stuff that as we saw in the Uh, In the Second World War and and conflicts like the Falklands, um, although that that's there's always that's always going to play a role. This has overturned the principles of war. (laughs) Um, uh, uh, What, What they're doing. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, oh, sorry. The last point I wanted to make before I forget um, is yesterday the future commando force. So they're even using that term already. In, yeah, future, in the
0: future, one of these words they use,
1: yeah. In the in the tabloids and the new tier two. This is another thing I wanted to point it out. Special forces Ranger Regiment, similar to US's Green Berets, unveiled high tech weapons. At the MOD's Bovington Camp in Dorset. Now, what I wanted to say there, Dave, is isn't it? Wouldn't it be convenient if each country in Europe separated their military into Tier One, you know, as in elite special forces; Tier Two, as in in this; and then Tier Three, I'm um, is I'm guessing, is your, your your general military across the board. Yeah. No disrespect meant meant to anybody, but isn't that convenient, like merging? mechanism between between the countries of, of Europe or, or maybe you have a different view
0: no that's exactly what's going on don't say merge say unify unify unifying yeah so this one force of of, of the of, of the tearing it into sort of you know so that would be common or or you know there's the unification there across Europe and America um of the way they're going to do this. They've already anchored the story into the new kit. So we're going back to our Skynet system and this sixth generation space uh, and digital um, uh, system with all this new kit that's going to be there, the drones and whatnot. So it's going to be like, you know, um, some kind of computer game in effect. Term, uh, it sounds like ter- the, the
1: film Terminator, doesn't it? Well, it, well, it is, yeah.
0: but I mean, the system is actually called Skynet. I mean, I, I'm not, this is true. Skynet 5 already is there, Skynet 6 is coming in, Airbus runs Skynet 5 at the moment and there only seems to be them in the hat for Skynet 6. Again to our friends at home, we're not saying here that the face of warfare
1: isn't changing of course it is, you know, we're not carrying muskets anymore and of course we're going to utilise, you know um, militaries are going to utilise the uh, technology in their hands computers, you've got soldiers now who carry a laptop instead of a a, a rifle we're not suggesting that we're we're talking about the story the underlying story that's not being talked about here as dave said the unifying of these 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 super states and um, i'd be interesting to see what russia and china are doing in that respect. Well,
0: I, I mean it is because if you want i mean i'm a you know, th- th- forgive the pun, but look down the other end of the barrel. I mean, we could say look down the other end of the telescope, but, you know, let's look down the other end of the barrel. There's a few things that have sort of, you know, Mr. Putin has said over the, over the period that kind of have stood out, which have been a bit like, well, you know, maybe they seem see things differently, um, where he said, you know, Russia is one of the few countries in the world that is still a country and has sovereign military capability and is able to wield Wield and that I, I'm assuming it was translated correctly when I watched it. Wield that sovereign military capability. Now, as you've seen with this, you know, where we are now with this um defense review that's just come out, we've seen more reductions in sovereign fighting capability. We've seen those reductions, Chris, since 1981. All right, that's when the turning point was. I think that's when this unification gambit surfaced because clearly it was there prior to Maggie being asked, in 84, uh, is, you know, we want to te- we want to basically pull all this military capability into one big sort of block. But that means you're not a nation anymore because you don't have control of your military. Um, and this is why we're seeing, you know, we don't have control of borders. We've seen that one, you know, we don't control the borders. And we're seeing the superpower competition there in, in Africa and, and Eastern Europe and all the rest of it. We're seeing all this, proxy warfare going on like in Syria and all this population displacement uh but the, the 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 you know the it's going in this direction all these things are happening in parallel do, do we need to point out there again for for our friends that aren't
1: aware the reason for all this illegal immigration and mass migration and and, and um, displacement from war so asylum seeking it's 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 all part of the uh You know, I I call them the sociopathic elite. It's all part of their agenda to just demolish this country and and every other country to lose our identity. We're at the very, I mean, just one factor is we're we're taking in cultures. And and this is not, obviously, this is not for someone who's traveled 85 countries. I hope I don't have to say that I'm obviously not a racist. But we're taking in cultures that will think nothing of having eight children or or maybe even more across um, different partners. Okay, And again, I'm not judging other people's culture. What people want to do in, say, Mozambique, where I've I've worked as a volunteer um, worker with the street kids there, what they want to do there is uh, I've got no issue with. It's their choice. But what's going to happen in the uk where we typically have one one children families now two children is possibly two is the norm i'm not sure i remember when i was young it was three it was you know nearer three but as our birth rate comes down we've got this mass immigration that is multiplying at um uh, uh, uh an alarming rate what i'm trying to say is the englishman and the same for the, the the other countries of the UK are going to become a minority in our own
0: country, and well, it, you, you can't, you're not going to be a country. You're going to be part of this blob, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I think that the well, whole gambit well, well, of Brexit once we've been the, dilute, diluted
1: like that, if that's the right phrase, you know, diluted by colour, that that we won't have an identity, so there won't be the need for a, you know. The, the wonderful green
0: England and um... well you can uh, already going blatantly there with this gambit of one force of, of of these elite units that they want to unify you know all you Royal Marines and SAS, your, your identity you know you will be like the old soldiers in the Kurt Russell film what the hell do we do with these people they you relate to that the new thing is going to be a completely different operating system. How do you, will you You know, you're. At, this is what I always found lovely, you know, whenever I went with my dad and he was, um, he went back to the Marines in a big way. When he got older, he went into the Royal Marine Association, went back to Limston numerous times for the big parade down there with the old boys. And, oh God, what a lovely gang of people, you know, and I've been there because I used to drive him because he, you know, I didn't want him drink driving. Um, so, you know, and, I, and I've got to say that, you know, the, the kind of, and I'm sure it's the same in the Paris and the same in the SAS, you know, it'd be the same kind of feeling. And I've always found this is that we've, we've got this problem with dealing with these other issues, which the superpower competition is, is, is displacing all these people. So Rear Admiral Chris Parry, who wrote a paper on this, under the Blair and during the Blair government, now bearing in mind, obviously, he we now know he initiated defense union um, because of his fezzing up at the Munich defense conference uh, in I think it was 2018, but don't hold me to that somewhere around there, where all the cat come out the back, you know. But it's still the British media have not picked up on any of this as to where it's going. Um, is that Parry wrote a paper on all of this and told everyone what was going on with the superpower competition? in? in Arabia and Africa without these people being displaced, the demographics, okay, key, you know, a key thing because he identified all the demographics, what was happening. And this is the bit that's that's really, it got him a summons to the Secretary of State with a shut up, and if you don't shut up, you're gonna be kicked out because the way he presented the paper that was then watered down and reissued, right, where all of this key stuff was taken out. So when we have Farage talking about this immigration in the Channel, there is absolutely no will in the government to stop that. And this is the bit Parry has said um, not long ago on a, a Times radio, this, if you think this is a problem now, it's the tip of the iceberg. Mm. Because no. when, the, when this thing kicks off in the Sahel, when they get this new unified force going down there with this new equipment, the population displacement is going to be massive. If you think it's bad now, you haven't seen nothing yet. But there's no will to sort of say, well, we're going to adapt policy and we're going to do this and do that because the overriding policy is not what people understand. And this is the big problem I had with the lie of Brexit. And General Dannett, I think has revealed this since we did the first film, Chris, um, with the paradox, the political paradox that they've got with Brexit. We're leaving, but we're going into Defence Union which was part of the original gambit that they pitched Maggie that she said no to. But there's no veto. There's no say, you forget any kind of democratic anchor to go, well, we're not doing this and not doing that because they'll have absolute totalitarian control. Now, Danitz called this elephant out and he called it inverse thinking that you think you can say to the British people, you're leaving, but you're going into Defence Union. Now it was critically in their government's own wording under consideration. So they were considering it we've moved past that point now they are actually doing it mm-hmm. and this review the review is the mechanism for unification it's where the dirty work has been going on since 1981 all right now we've not had any anybody properly challenge this i mean if you everybody wants to remember when robin day got john not and he went why should we trust you a mere minister you know a mere transient minister and john not do you remember him he stormed off when robin day challenged him
1: John Knott was the the minister that told the Argentines we were, were, I think we were attacking at Goose Green.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, those 18-year-old those kids that had to go up that mountain knowing that many of them wouldn't be coming back down. And was, was it not that, that broadcast it to the world to get, I don't know, they're all... <laughs> <laughs> to get some brown I don't brand. know about
0: that I, I don't know about that but if if, if, if you're thinking yeah I mean I, I, I don't I, I know mean that specifically but yeah, let's say there were other factors down there in the Falklands the majority of the people that you know that, that fought and served there were there was superpower competition going on down there mm. it wasn't just about the Argentine they were not the only factor uh, I know that there were other factors but the, the you know the the hemorrhaging we had a labor uh, a labor mp also hemorrhaged something about the code didn't they that we cracked the code and could see what the argentinians were doing in parliament he did it underprivileged for crying out loud so you know yeah I, i'm only mentioning
1: it because in my my podcast the other day with former sas trooper nigel spud eli which i i suggest anybody what it's been probably one of my most popular videos we talked about his role with um with the paras at goose green and uh yeah the whether we like it or not the bbc broadcast to the world the thing about the bombs weren't the you know the missiles weren't going off because the fuses yeah. were set yeah, right. yeah, they, they gave that one away yeah,
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: and a lot of people have been defending the bbc saying, oh no they were told to by government it's like no when you have a war effort it's the the, the you know it's effort is the word. It's like everyone's responsibility for security to protect your your boys and and in more recent time girls. Um, it doesn't matter who you are. You can't say, "Oh, he told me to tell the planet." You know that these teenagers well, are. Yeah,
0: I, are I mean, they ought to have been had up, but they weren't, were they? Say again, They ought to have been had up, but they weren't. No, well, I, I'm
1: I'm just showing two sides of the fence. I've got a chance to answer some of some of the 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 the, um, the, the comments, but uh, yes, I tell you what, Dave, should we leave it there? So it's a, so it's within the hour, so people yeah. people have got time to watch this. Um, friends at home, like when you when you leave your comments, could you please? just let me know if you've read 1984 um it's um I just think it's it's quite funny on some of my other podcasts Dave you can tell the people that have read that book and you can tell the people that clearly haven't and the ones that haven't tend to be the 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 ones that are shouting
0: the yeah I, I mean the guy was some kind of visionary these people don't come along very very often but when they they can forecast over I mean you know what are we, what's the time period that we're talking that he forecast the well, sort of strategic vision? I mean, it's sort of 60, 70 years or something, isn't it? Yeah,
1: well, he wrote it in 1948, didn't he? And a- allegedly swapped the... the well,
0: two. now, I'll tell you what, that's a year, isn't it? And that's an interesting year, what was going on with the Attlee government, isn't it? Forty eight. There was so much happened in forty eight. Well, also... NATO, also, also, country planning, also, NHS. Yeah. Sorry, I... <laughs> Tell <laughs> me to keep well, talking over you. You know, Atley. Yeah, uh, let's let's get. If we do this again, we might want to. We might want to pick up on that because Atley had a lot of meetings with Stalin.
1: Yeah, I don't think um George Orwell was a visionary. I, I think he was in the know.
0: Mate, he did. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm saying visionary. Clearly, his 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 vision was exquisite, and he forecast it very accurately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well,
1: it's all it's all coming true. So I, <clears throat> either the guy was. um you know, some sort of magician, which I don't think many of us will believe that, or, or, or he had insider knowledge. Too, it, yeah. <coughs> so, David, massive thank you again. Um, people bandy this word hero. Uh, <coughs> God, excuse me. Bandy this word hero, hero around, but this man is one. This is what, if you ask me, this is what being a hero is about because you're... <clears throat> God, what time to have a coffin fit. But, yeah, this man is a hero because he's looking out for the future of uh, my kids, and that's all I care about. So thank you very much. <clears throat> I hope our um, fellow veterans are going to join us in, in maybe... Uh, I think some of us need to open our eyes as to what's going on stop clinging on to the old school that it's all rule britannia and uh, you know berries and medals and stuff this is th- th- this is where we need action action now you no know, yeah. if you yeah. took an oath because you wanted freedom and democracy for uh, not just for our community in the uk community but but the same for other countries then then
0: like this is the time to stand by that, by that oath. I'll, I'll close with this. So I just want to kind of sum it up all in one thing. We've seen this attack on the veterans and this veterans legal pursuit lottery from the, the, the first guys that are into, into this arena, Dennis Hutchins and co. There's the trial batch. If they get away with this because the legal framework is the EU's legal framework. And as General Petraeus has told everyone We can see what you're doing. You're intending to fight under an EU legal framework, which, of course, you would in Defence Union. That's already been set up. Now, this is the bit where everybody just needs to do a bit and it will become easy. It can't be down to a few individuals. You know, all the veterans, friends and family add up to a majority All need to do something while we can. That's start. Start
1: with sharing this video. it's You can find a clicky button below. Just hit it.
0: Put it on your Facebook. Um, let's get got, this. Yeah. Draw this. Draw this in. We're seeing an attack on the monarchy. Want to get rid of the monarchy? Let's everybody understand the current operating system of how we work as a country at the moment. It is a tripartite system, which was established in the Glorious Revolution. All right. The contract under the Bill of Rights and the, uh, the other relevant um, uh, legal, work, legal work at the time, um, the Declaration of Rights in Scotland, and then we've got the, um, the, other, the other stuff that went hand in glove with it. We've got a constitutional monarchy, all right, as the Crown, we have Parliament, which is our bit, the people interact with Parliament, and we have the Lords, the three parts. An attack on the monarchy, is actually an attack on the existing framework that we live under. It's an attack on the constitution. Now, anybody, it's very, it's easy to see who the enemy is with this because forget what party they're in or what faction or whatever. Anybody that attacks the Lords, Parliament, or the monarchy is actually attacking the constitution. The bit that we all have our rights under at the moment, the Bill of Rights. So anybody wants to have a go at the Queen, they're actually attacking the Constitution. Right? That, sorry, to, just to clarify, is that the U, the UK's Constitution? No, it's an English Constitution. There yeah, isn't yeah, a UK. Sorry, sorry. What we've got is an Act of Union, which was subsequent. So let's everybody understand, we don't live in a democracy. We live in under a constitutional monarchy. Yeah. The only bit we have as people is our MPs and Parliament. That's our bit. The other bit is Crown. It was supposed to be a power-sharing concept. Lords, Parliament, Crown, right? A three system. Mm-hmm. So, you know, When you hear these idiots go, we, well, we live in a constitution. No, we don't. We live in a constitutional monarchy, mm. right? So it's dead simple. It's a litmus test. You can just see very, you know, you attack the queen, you attack the constitution because she's under contract under the constitution. All right, simple. Get lots of Keir Starmer and, oh, and all, anybody else that wants to say, get rid of the queen. What they really mean is get rid of the constitution. And all this is happening in parallel with this unified defence union. Think of all the things that are happening in, in the same time frame. All right? Okay? So I'm going to leave it at that. So it's it's a very simple litmus test. If they attack the Queen, they're attacking the Constitution, which means your rights, yeah. personally. Yeah, now, when,
1: when we see the Americans always quote their constitution, it's because that document is the thing that stops the sociopaths from destroying yeah. and getting their greedy sociopathic mitts on that nation. Yeah. England has a
0: constitution. We actually still have the right to bear arms. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, just, just remember, the American Constitution was born from the English Bill of Rights. Yes, they do. They, we, want, we, want, we want what they've got because that's a really good system and it's a really good idea. All right, it's not, can you just clarify, Dave, it's not, it's not the
1: fact that we're looked at as the UK already riding roughshod over our english constitution just say that again is not the fact that we're always kind of uh, grouped as the uk referred to as the uk done business with as the uk i.e as in the uk being part of europe or, or not is that not already treading on our our English Constitution.
0: You've got you've got a layer of stuff, haven't you? You've got it gets complicated. But if you, if you, you know, England is a country. Great Britain is a union. So Act of Union, seventeen oh seven, I think. Uh, it's not my field of expertise. You understand, but you know. So we, we you know so we, we've got that, and it, it's it's that that we've got the current sort of operating system under. But it still retains the basis of you know monarchy, uh, Parliament, and laws. I mean, for
1: course. example, why why can't I bear arms when it's in my constitution that I you can.
0: can? You can because you can say I want a a twelve bore or a rifle and you go through a process with the local licensing. and it's that that law in the Bill of Rights says you can bear arms, it allows you to go through that process to get a 12-ball for just reason, or a rifle, if you're a part of a, you know, and, and you want to get to, so this is fine. I mean, obviously, I mean, but Brown banned the handguns and all the rest of it, but nonetheless, you still have the right to bear arms. And the basis of that is within the Bill of Rights. There's I loads of other stuff- bear in there. a handgun. Pardon? I can't bear a handgun. No, you can't have a handgun, but you know, other than that, you know, um, so, you know, all this other stuff in there, like, you know, particularly where we're going to just, let's close with this with Dennis Hutchins. In there is his right to a jury. on on an attempted murder charge. His right to a jury is in there and it's really plain and simple. You don't give him a jury, then there's no, they just go away, just forget it. Because this remote court stuff, if you think about the brand destruction that we're seeing with the elite regiments now with this one force, that's what they're doing. They're just gonna do away with the brand. It's brand destruction of Her Majesty's armed forces. I've said this many times on different interviews and reports, Um, because obviously, if we're gonna go into defense union, we don't want that old brand. We don't want that. You know, do away with it. It's it's like, it's it's literally like the Kurt Russell old soldier. you know, the the, the soldier film. Well, what are we going to do with all the old soldiers? You know, they don't relate to this new thing. They relate to that. They relate to the old system. So I think it's very important that we get back on this letter writing. You don't give Dennis a jury. They need to drop the case because if they if, if this is allowed to carry on, there will be hundreds of veterans go through this mill hundreds and it will escalate to sas and we come back to our uh, one force with the sas and sbs and paris and marines you know we come back to that so legal framework right let's call it a day yes david
1: your, your your depth of knowledge on all this stuff is just admirable mate thank you so much and thanks for enlightening you know thickos such as me it uh yeah we we, we, we will get there for friends at home Please like and subscribe because otherwise
0: this chat just falls on deaf ears. Um, Get sharing. We need veterans, friends and family. We need 10 to 15 million people to get on this rapid. Yes. Don't sit there helpless. Don't thank me. I don't want thanks. I just need every, you know, everybody that cares has got to do a bit. Yeah.
1: Set a notification on the channel. Then you'll get to hear when David comes on the show again. uh, That's it. Much love to everyone out there. Look after yourselves. See you next time. Cheers. Thanks, Chris.